Hello, my people. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Good morning. Okay, so it's morning over here, like I say, um, but for whatever time it is over there, um, good whatever time. <laughs> so I hope you've really been keeping safe and you've been well because I've been doing well. I've been great. So, but then I've not done a record and it's like, what, what, what was happening? Um, actually, what we're trying to do here in, on the DYL show design your life podcast is we're trying to build mental models these are frameworks that are essential which are the cause for our uniqueness so um, um, for a while i've been brooding i've been doing lots of um, lots of journaling lots of notes taking lots of book bookkeeping a lot of um, thinking and actually i've been experiencing a lot a lot has gone through my mind to bring so many thoughts together I've had to create this web of understanding for myself and I have to make sure that some of these things that come up most of them are vetted through timeless principles to ensure that what's being shared here not just something that's subject to time or just subject to certain seasons because what happens after that season it becomes irrelevant and you may begin to work with that same framework outside of its domain so we try to share here things that are unrefutable that works across just like gravity the law of gravity works anytime works anywhere as long as you're on planet earth now the thing is that today we'll i'll be talking about a very interesting concept and it's actually on obstacles many people call it challenges lots of people call it problems you know um, situations whatever the name is but something holds true to all of them and something connects them it's some form of difficulty some sort of some people call it failure so it's it's some sort of difficulty we experience and we want to transcend past it and it's just something that causes um, um, for some of us instability just causes us to brood over things some people anxiety that's the focus of the talk um, today we're talking about obstacles what is it how do I, how do we approach it and how do we live a life of i have to say this i have to say this no matter how it sounds how do we live a life of no obstacles how do we live a life where practically there is there is nothing nothing comes to us that stresses us out nothing comes to us that is like oh my god how am i gonna do this so I hope you just sit back enjoy relax because this episode is going to be real detailed you may want to take notes of course you can always have a replay so my friends i hope you're well hope you're doing well at this time um, so just enjoy <laughs> so just like i shared um today's episode is going to be talking about um obstacles um, so i've been thinking and I've come to a very solid conclusion that one of the reasons why we actually face distress, we actually face, we, we face things that stresses us out, we face, um, say, um, obstacles, we face challenges, we face failures. And I mean, when I, when I mean failures, I don't mean failure at an instance where you're not able to get, get to a mark. I mean... Like you stay in that state of failure, you keep brooding over it and say, I'm a failure. Like, I mean, why couldn't I get that? I mean, um, look at what's in front of me. I mean, this is going to limit me. How do I get past this? I mean, wow, how am I going to do this? And so that's the whole concept. And that's it, like the scope of the obstacles we're talking about today. Now, 
I'd like you to go along with me as I build this. One of the reasons why we often face that state or we, have, we often come to that point is because of we have a perspective of things. T-H-I-N-G-S. Get it? Things. When you approach life from a perspective of acquisition, when you approach life from a perspective of getting things, of acquiring, of securing something, of what you have and what you don't, of what you, 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 you tend to um, require or you have and have not, <laughs> um, when you approach life from a perspective of this, 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 this structure, um, of course, there's a comparison there where you, it's still the same thing where you compare with someone else and say, he has this, I don't have things. So when you compare life from the perspective of things, I have, I don't have, I need this, this is not happening. I, 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 this is supposed to happen. It didn't happen. I'm expecting this. It's not yet coming. Yeah, I'm supposed to acquire it. When you approach life from that perspective, time and time again, you are always going to get to a point of disappointment, a point where there's failure, a point of, um, um, of distress, a point of anxiety, a point of it's just going to arrive at some point. You know why? Because the world is unstable. I'm going to explain what I mean by that. And I use a very simple example, and it is this. When you look at a financial market and you actually want to, you understand with me that the financial market is never stable. So if you're if you follow the news regularly, you're gonna see that share prices move up and down. Like sometimes you wonder and say, ah, why does share price move up and down this way? Like just yesterday, the share price was about you know 0.23, and then course today you you're saying 0.235 or something there's just some difference like why does the market have to be that unstable you know this week someone is making profit next weekend you know they've gone down another company has shut up you know just a week later a new company is on board i mean just a few weeks into that you know they uh, they couldn't exceed target so i mean the financial market as it is, all forms of, I'm talking about the financial market, okay? So all forms is unstable. And that's why we have analysts. We have people in that space that are responsible for helping you understand when you want to probably invest into it. Now, why I'm bringing that example is because a lot of times, uh, or lots of times, you cannot really predict what happens a lot of things there are lots of parameters that are responsible for the market a lot lots of parameters and that's why something can happen today something can happen at midnight something can happen early hours of the morning the market is unstable there are too many parameters it's the same thing about life there are too many parameters for something to happen there are loads of things remember the planet is there are lots of things happening so you cannot really if you bank on things coming to you or you bank on say um, what you need or what you actually desire or some sort of thing that actually needs to come to grant you a balance you always reach that point or come to a point where something will always be making missing something will be lacking something will not be sufficient and all that now um, i'll take you along this story um so jason wakes in the morning um, and he of course, he was expectant that morning because um, last night he had already um, 
it was confirmed that they were going to seal a deal. I mean, the, the contract had been signed, everything, and it was just, you know, let's just get back home, relax, and then tomorrow we come for final stages here. Um, everybody's on board, investors, all, everybody, man, we are, we are, we want to do this. There's something we've been expecting. So, Jason, all you have to do is just go in, relax, and tomorrow morning be here. You don't even have to be here yourself. You can send anybody. It's just, you know, some paperwork. And then Jason sleeps. <laughs> and this is 6 a.m. Jason wakes to his alarm clock. And then there's a beep on his phone. And then he picks up the phone. And he looks at the phone. It's a text from the same people he had a meeting with previous day. He smiles, of course, opening it to you know, some sort of good news, like, wow, they were thinking about me this morning. And then he taps his phone, and he opens. <laughs> and this is what the text reads. Hi, I'm Jason. How are you doing? Interesting conversation we had yesterday. I want to tell you that I've not had such conversation in a very long while. So, you know what? Speaking about it, um, the deal we're supposed to sign this morning, I'm so sorry, something came up. Um, our investors pulled out and we don't know what happens. But in fact, as I talk to you now, we are already working on how we could um, make sure that that doesn't disturb this deal. But as it is now, um, we are going to have to suspend this. We, we really uh, we have to suspend this. We are not saying we will never do this or we can't do this. We're just saying for the time being, uh, it's... We just cannot do this. We, we have to hold back on every of this. So we're so sorry. Just be hopeful. You know, if you pray, just pray that this, you know, goes well for us. Oh. Jason's still looking at this text, but his hands are already down. It's lowered down. He has spent years working on this project. He has invested so much into this. And then... It's just about to fall apart. I mean, technically, this is falling apart. And then today, it's two days. It's three days after. It's a week. It's two weeks. It's one month. No information. In fact, he's there and they're saying, look, it has even gotten worse because more investors have even pulled out. We are on red. We are on the red. We are on the red. And Jason's life is destroyed. I mean, technically, because he has put in so much, he has, he has, he has, he has, he has invested so much into this project, into this deal, into this. This is what he's been working on. And it's not going to work out. I mean, after so many resources have been spent, been burned. So he's distressed, he's troubled, he's thinking so much thoughts are going through his mind. He's trying to imagine, what do I do? How do I, how do I, how do I survive this? What, what I've invested so much, putting millions of dollars into this, how do I, how do I transit this point? How do I, oh, he's, he's plagued with so many thoughts. And of course, the day wouldn't make sense. It's only normal that that day shouldn't make sense. Probably the next day, probably that week shouldn't even make sense. Maybe a month, or maybe that year could just be smashed and it could just be nothing. So, this is the idea. The idea is this 
that's how it happens for many people. And that's how things, we, we, we check our grades as students and then we see the grade. I couldn't make an A. Wow, this is C or this is D or I had an F. Wow, we are troubled. Or for whatever we invested in, we, we go to work and we see our employee, we're expecting that promotion, we're supposed to be the one promoted, everyone was already, there was already rumor around that you were the person, and then that morning everyone's smiling, and then they call the name of someone else to be promoted, that pain, that, that's painful, it, it, you, you get back home, you, you're trying to hold yourself, and you're troubled, you're burdened. Now, the concept is that when you approach things from the perspective of things, acquisition, what you have, what you don't have, what you're expecting, when, you, when, when that becomes the ultimate determinant, that becomes the ultimate metrics that, that fixes your balance or that defines your balance, then there's got to be a lot of trouble because there are so many external parameters when you're dealing with things. When you're dealing with people, when you're dealing with the world, there are so many parameters that were never factored in. So many parameters. So when you always have to think about things from the perspective of, of I mean, you have, to, you have to think about life from the perspective of things, what I have, and some real estate deals, some housing, some clothing, some, 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 some music deal, I mean, some grade in school. I mean, just something, some money. I mean, I was expecting these. I, I didn't get it. When we approach things from that perspective, you know what? You're going to have myriads. You're going to have, it's going to be a long life of disappointment. It's going to be a long life of failures from other people, from your own path, right? It's going to be a long while for you to experience that. And this is what a lot of people do. Some people, when they go through that state, it's so much, it's, they can't control it, they can't take it. Maybe it's a broken relationship. And then probably just what happened to Jason on top of that, he then had a broken relationship. Oh my God, that's, that's like, that's like it. That's, that, that just caps it. It's like, oof. I mean, what, 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 what more can I be living for? I mean, this is it. Like, I don't see anything useful in life anymore. Like, there's nothing again. And then there's a thin line between that point and people that probably we tend to say, why did they take their lives? Yeah, because they've come to that point and it's like, look, they say you commit suicide. So that stressed out state, that anxiety, state of fear, that state of lack, that state of I couldn't get it, it moves some people into probably some mental distress mental instability and then you know just couldn't work fine and they had to you know some slipped away and you know they probably would say look i'm gonna take it now for me basically there's no difference between people that actually take their life and people that are still living because it's technically the same thing this group of people actually distressed they're angry life doesn't mean anything but they wake up in the morning and just live the life they're mad at everything they are angry with them, themselves they're angry with people they don't show it of course they still smile there's the fake smile there's the, the the contorted kind of smile you know they try to still you know show up every day um, um yeah they just they, they they've not gone over it they've not dealt with it they're, they've not they've not surpassed it they're just managing it they just locked it up somewhere and they're just saying look you know 
um, life happens, you know, you see life happens, but they don't move on. They just say life happens and we keep going. That pain is still there. That injury is still there. And then we go through. And then somehow we have the skill of just going through without it. And this other group of people, probably they don't have their skill of going through it. And they say, look, instead of me making life miserable for everybody, instead of me being in this state, I think it's better I just go. I mean, I just take my life. And they do so. So I think whether you take your life or I'm not encouraging that, but I'm just saying whether for the group of people that take their life or the people that are still managing through their their hurt, their distress, probably they react to everything. They are stressed out. It's been years. They had a loss and they are still going through it. Technically, the, the, it's the same kind of life for those people. It's still, life doesn't make sense anymore. It's like, there's, there's no reason I see nothing. I mean, I see nothing. Now, one of the ways to deal with this concept, like we say, we're going to define what obstacles are and we're going to talk about how to deal with it. Then I'm going to define what life should actually mean, the real definition of life. Because if we have that broad, I mean, that perspective of what life is, then probably we'll be able to chart a better course for ourselves. Now, I understand that um, one of the solutions, one, not all, I'm going to be talking about one of the solutions. One of the solutions to deal with obstacles really is, or challenges, or those things that tend to want to limit or distress us is actually to look at life from a broad perspective, from a broad picture. Look at the whole entirety of life. When you're going through a state and you tend to personalize it for yourself, oh, I couldn't get this, I couldn't get that. Look at life as a broad picture. Wow, I woke up this morning. Look at oxygen I'm going through. I mean, my lungs are working fine. My, 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 my organs are fine. I mean, you wake to the planets, the stars, the moon are still functioning, the sun is still shining. I mean, time is still working. You see people going out, you hear the honking sound of vehicles, of trade. People are still living their life. Everybody's just moving around. You hear the birds chirping. I mean, you, you, you see the animals moving around, trying to find some feed around. Life is just going on. Everyone is still doing their things. When you put yourself in that perspective, like, Oh, wow, I thought I was the only determinant of, you know, I, I, I felt the fact that I didn't get this. I mean, I thought life was over. I mean, I thought life didn't make sense. But look at people are still smiling on the road. I mean, look, people, look, look, you know, people are still, look at small children still playing. You look at the ground, you see termites, you see insects still moving around trying to, and, and you're smiling and you're like, oh, so life is still good. <laughs> yeah, so life is still good for everybody. Life is still good. On a general note, life's still good. Everything still happens. You didn't wake up one day and discover that the world didn't exist anymore. Like, you were the only one standing. I think if you come to that point where you just wake up in the morning and you're the only one, like everyone has disappeared into thin air. No animals, no farmland, no mountains, no air, no atmosphere. You just wake up and you're like, where am I? I mean, I guess at that point you can know that life is finished and there's no use living that kind of life. As long as we wake up, so what, what really is life? What's the definition of life? For me, life is a breath of fresh air. Life is the stable planet. Life is, 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 is the relationship. We have the friends, the family that wake up, the children we see around smiling. Life is 
is, is the birds chirping around, moving around, you know, those sweet melodies around the, the forest, nature. You look at the land, you see that, 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 that fresh air that comes in, the stars, the moon, that is, that, that is life. And then you look up and then there's, there's, there's some sort of higher force that tends to, to create a, 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 this, this synergy between things. Things are as per well structured things are organized there's a day there's a night when you can rest there's another day there's a night there's some sort of structured pattern by some higher force that tend to make things to just pattern out yeah there might be little things here and there but overall the broad spook remember we're talking about the broad picture looking at the whole picture wow there's a star there wow there's rainfall wow there's the sun i mean wow see the plants they're booming they're growing wow see this beautiful flower over there that is life. Life is not just you. Yes, I know this sound harsh. Like, am I trying to say I put myself out of this picture? Am I going to take myself out and say, look, because it's not about me. I mean, even if I get nothing, even if I'm living in misery and penury, life is not about me. It's about other people. No, that's not what we're saying. We're trying to talk about the fact of the broad picture. Always put yourself in the broad picture. Look at the holistic view. For yourself, how can you design a holistic view for yourself? Yeah, you didn't get that deal. Yeah, you didn't get that grade. Yes, you, you didn't get that particular thing you wanted. Someone did not sign that deal with you. But hey, you can breathe in fresh air. You can look at things around you. You can decode. You can still think. Your brain is still functioning. You can, you can still smile if you want to. So that's the broad perspective. It's not just an isolated case. You don't just... Okay, just because my I, 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 I misplaced my phone or I, I broke the screen of my phone and you know, I lost the phone. And then you use that experience of a missing phone to then generalize every other experience as inconsequential or useless. So, for example, I give you an example. Just because you lost the device, say phone, then technically you just say, look. I'm tired of everything. I've lost two phones now. I've lost three phones. I'm tired of life. In fact, my heart doesn't mean anything. My, in fact, they should come and take out everything. I, I don't value my lungs. I don't value my eyes. I don't value my heart. I don't value any organ. I don't even value my system. I don't value the oxygen I'm breathing. I'm useless technically. Just Someone should just come and kill me. Like, no. No. Why are you harsh on yourself? Why? It's not about that thing. When you're always from a perspective of things, 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 you tend to be blinded because you tend to think that that only thing, that one particular thing is centralized for every other thing. And of course, I've come across people that have a myriad of these. It's not just one, it's not just two, it's not just three, it's not just four, it's not just five, it's not six, it's not seven. They've had hundreds of rejections, 150, 200, 300. Here's the good news. Even if you've had a thousand rejections, or 999 you failed when you're always looking at it from a perspective of failure i didn't get i didn't it helps you it limits you you can't even see your family you can't see your wife smiling to you you can't see that you can't see your children smiling you can't see the wonderful creatures around you can't see the birds chirping around you know you can't see it because all you tend to see is that look i've had 999 failures this is these failures make up the whole of life like if you've had 999 failure this is life for you. You should just leave. No. 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 And the thing is that even when you approach 
things, when you approach life from the perspective of things, you never really get things to the completion. So that's why there's this common analogy saying um, and when you set a goal for, say, um, you want to make $5,000, when you get there, it's like more like $5,000. Yeah, I'm grateful, but look, I can do more. You get to 10,000, it's like, look, I could do more 50, I could do more 100, 500, a million dollars. And it's like, look, there's more, there's always, you know, there's always going to be. When you approach things from things, things never end, that's the idea. So if you're always approaching things from things, things never end and things can go wrong. So it means your balance has to be hinged on some external factor, which you don't even have total control over. It's like you're expecting a particular business deal to sign. But of course, you are not the market. You designed a product the market did not buy. You're an entrepreneur. Look, you are not the designer of other people's life. People say they don't want it. And then you tend to go into dejection and say, look, I did something. I thought people are going to appreciate it. Or I thought people are going to appreciate me. And no one is appreciating. Yeah, look, there are lots of things. So do not approach life from the perspective of things, things, things. How do you approach life from the broad picture? Always look at it from the broad entirety. I wake up in the morning. Yeah, I've got some backache. Um, I, I've got some, some, some pain within some, some part of my body. But I can take in oxygen. I can still move. I can think. I can process. I can write down some of my thoughts. Look, life is good. Now still building up this idea um i'm a christian so the some of the analogy i'm going to bring but hold still i'm always going to make building logical flow because i will not just take in an example or put an example out here and just say hey look even though it doesn't make sense even though you don't understand it look that's what to do no that's not how we are designed as humans to just follow some sort of some some sort of um, um, framework that doesn't make sense. Just say, hey, look, that's what we must do. It's, it's written somewhere. No, that's how it works. It must be a logical flow. So that's why even if you're not Christian here, listening to this, you should also listen to the logical flow. Let's build. If it doesn't make sense, then it's fine. So I'm going to build a logical flow from this thought of obstacles. Now, when we pray for people, many religions, Please, I know of mine. When we pray, it's often it's 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 often I'm encouraged to actually start from gratitude. So they say, ah, you know, be grateful, be grateful, be grateful, be grateful. You know, before you start, you know, asking, you know, you know, in prayers, especially as Christians, you know, before you start saying, oh, I need good health. I'm oh God, I need this. I need this. I need this. You always start from gratitude. Like, wow, I woke up this morning. You know, thank God. Thank God, I, you know, I'm breathing in well. My body's wake, working well. I can see my parents, they're smiling. Thank you so much. There's peace everywhere in the society where I am, my own local community. Thank God, you know. And then you can then launch into um, um, some other, you know, form of need and all that. Now, I'm not going to come, I'm not, I'm not talking about that aspect. What I want to talk about is the fact that gratitude is, remember, there's always, um, even in dealing with human beings, that concept often, is often, um, it's often fronted. Say, look, before you ask for something, you should really appreciate me. Your parents do something for you and your, 
here. I'm just trying to show you that, look, this thing happens. It's something um, that is valid everywhere in all cultures. It's important to be grateful. Like, thank you for what you did yesterday. I don't know if you could help me out with this today. So the person feel, wow, I was appreciated yesterday. And even if the person doesn't say it or we think it's not necessary, there's something that attitude of gratitude it does to people. You understand? You can actually do more. There's this popular, um, I don't know if it's a fad, but I think it is. It's not. It's, it's something that holds true. It says what you appreciate, appreciates. <laughs> there are some other form of um, 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 explanation to this in neuroscience and psychology, but I'm not going to delve into it. It actually shows that this line of thought are solid. I'm going to stick to a few here. Probably when we have a, another episode, I'll delve into some of those other parts of neuroscience to actually show that design harmony. Now, there's an interesting part of scriptures, which is the Bible, I want to bring in here. Remember, we're building logical flow, and it is this. There's a story of um, this group of people. It was like a parable, but it was a teaching by Jesus Christ. Now, just follow the logical flow. I want you to understand something from here, from the story. I want you to understand the story. Now, what happened is that um, this man was like a king, like a big ruler. He was traveling, and then he called the servants, three of them. And then he gave one five talents. He gave the other one two talents and gave the other one one talent. So in this scenario, a talent could be maybe a commodity, a product, something where you were just you we were handed something to hey look take this thing i'm handing it over to you you know you know do something with it just you know be creative build on it be productive and hopefully when i come back i should hear some form of good news like wow i've done more something like that just so just you just handed them something it wasn't really you know stated specifically what it is he gave them you know it could be a piece of land it could be a car it could be you know some money could be maybe a particular device or something just he just gave them gave this one five so the what to build from the story is that he gave this five he gave the other one two and then he gave this other one one three of them so he traveled and so and we told them of course i'll be coming sometime later so maybe end of the year i'll be there for six, six months nine months a year it wasn't specified but he went out for some period of time and later much later he came back and then he called them Hey guys, come over. And then they came in and he started with the first. Okay, I gave you five. So, you know, um, so you know, what happened? He said, Wow, thank you so much for the five and you gave to me. I've actually, you know, invested. I did a lot of things with it. And here is five extra I got from the five you gave me. He said, Wow, wow, that's beautiful. I love you for that. Like, thank you so much. Okay, next, next, you go go sit, go sit. Yeah. Next. And then the other one came in. So, so um, how are you doing? I said, oh, I'm so fine, thank you. I hope your journey was fine. Yeah, it was fine, it was cool. So you gave me two, um, I got two back. It's like, wow, that's 100%. I mean, wow, two, two, five, five, like, wow, that's good. Okay, 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 you can go. You sit, sit, sit close to um, the other. <laughs> and then the last one came in and he said, you know, look, um, I just had that one you gave to me. I, I, I was... You know, I had so much thoughts. I was thinking probably you were someone that was, you know, you just brought up some stories. Long story short, it was like, did you get to do anything like your other colleagues? Were you at least able to even get one? And he said, look, I couldn't even get one. What I'm saying is I couldn't get nothing. And, um, 
So what happened from the story is that the servant, of course, he, he, he frowned at it. He, he spoke some harsh words to him. And then he collected the one he actually gave him. Told him to go away. And then he took that one and handed it over to one of those two guys that were seated already. Now, this is the instruction that ended that story. And that's what I want to build from this. He said, to him that hath shall be given. Understand the English. To him that hath shall be given. And to him, it's a kind of old English. So I'm trying to quote it exactly how it is. But I hope you follow me. I may break it down to modern English. To him that hath, hath, like H-A-T-H. To him that hath shall be given. And to him that hath not, even that which he hath shall be taken from him. <laughs> What's most interesting for me from that analogy is the fact that how can you say someone to him that hath not shall be taken even that which you have? I don't know if you get. This is it. You said you don't have anything. Truly, you have nothing. He now says even when you're, he says when, when, when eventually that your case is being analyzed, like, look, I don't have anything. When that your case is being analyzed, and and like the representative of that rich ruler when he comes to your house or comes to where you stay and it's like look and you're telling him look i don't have anything i don't have anything eventually when he's going he's going to collect what you have and take it away so that means for every person for everyone that thinks he has nothing you have something <laughs> that's the, that's the idea for everyone that has something, you get. Oh, sorry, for everyone that has nothing, the idea is that even that your state of zero, of nothingness, or of nothing, of lack of, 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 yeah, even in that very state, you have something. Now, I'm going to relate that to a very common, to what we are building up in obstacle. When you look at life from things like, I don't have this, I don't have this. When any, some sort of leader, some, you know, when, um, like in the representation of the story I'm giving, that wise king or that wise chief or that ruler comes, he's going to say, hey, look, yeah, I know you didn't get that deal. I, I mean, uh, you lost $1 million, but hey, you have other things. You have good life. But you are there crying like, my life is over. I, I, this relationship, I've invested so much. My life is over. And then he comes and says, yes, I know you lost in a relationship. But look at your parents. They're smiling. Look at the children. Look at the beds. Everything's still fine around. Like, look at your school. You're still doing well. Probably you're the best student in school. And then you're crying over a relationship. Yes, it hurts. But then it's more of like when you sit in this particular spot and then you are, you are, you are, you are in deep, like, let's say in deep misery. You're like, oh my God. This is bad. This is horrible. I don't even know how to live. I don't know how to look, move out of my house. Like you don't have anything to work with. I don't know if you care. It looks like you don't have anything to work with. That particular thing is the definition of your balance. Is the definition of your life. So that thing you don't have is actually what is actually going to create some sort of ability for you to do anything in life. So that means that thing is central to your performance. Or that thing is central for you to even actually start up anything. 
So technically what you're saying is you don't have anything. If you can be handed that thing you are crying over or you are brooding over, if you can be handed that thing, then that means that is it for you. So indirectly what you're doing is that I don't have anything. And remember that parable I brought. It says to him that hath not. To him that hath not. Even that which he hath shall be taken. So two things to have established. When you say you don't have. No, when you say you're crying over one thing and you're staying on that spot you know, brooding over it, your life is over. What you're saying is that you, you really have nothing to work with. That thing would have been your balance. That thing would have been some sort of driver for you, some motivation, some ability for your life to be meaningful. You have nothing else to work with. That's what you say. And it says that, look, there's a repercussion for that. Even that which you have shall be taken away. And that's where I go into biology. The law of use and disuse. Forgotten who propounded that theory um, in biology. So it's talking about the idea of when you, when something is in use, of course, it keeps being there. And when something is not in use, for example, your hand, you just put your hand somewhere, you're not using it, you just lay it on a table and it's there for one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five, you don't move nothing, you just, the bones are there five weeks, six weeks, it loses its performance, the hand loses its performance, a year, two years, when you take that hand away, you'll be surprised, you can't bend it, even though there are um, joints, you, you're supposed to have a ball and socket joint at your shoulder, you know, you discover that the ball and socket joint doesn't really perform, because your hand has just been there. So your hand just seems like some log of wood there sitting. Of course, no one can do that. But if you want to try it out in an experiment, that's what biologists tell you. Don't try it out. If you, if you don't use something, automatically it wears out. It degrades. That's what it's saying. So that also comes from, that's, that's an interesting analogy that builds off of the story I just told you about this servant. He says that to him that had not... Even that which he has shall be taken. So because you don't have it, you, because you say you don't have, because you say you were expecting something and because you don't have that thing, then technically your life is not going to move on. What you're saying indirectly is that you have nothing else to work with. And if you're saying you have nothing else to work with, that means you are not moving. And then when you are not moving, it means even that which you have shall be taken because you are not using what you had because you've not recognized it. So something else is there. But because you've not seen it, you 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 there's this um there's this idea that this is what you want and that any other thing that exists is not is not it is just zero so of course even that which you have will be taken because it's not in use so you lose it and that will now be the actual zero because you thought you were on a zero but now you've even lost that which you were not able to recognize so really you will now be in a state of zero and this is what is interesting from that story. The servant, no, the master of those servants took that, the person with one that was not productive, he took that one and gave it to one of the other two people that were productive. Now, this is the idea. <laughs> Very interesting. What happens from that story is that, <laughs> I just like that story. That talent was not for those that are productive and that can always see more, like, wow, I didn't get this, but I have other things to work with, wow, I'm up. Automatically, someone loses something somewhere and that person, for his ability to do something else, he gets it. Okay, it's going to look like 
what's that? Is that some sort of story? Does it work in real life? Let me explain again. Let me restate before I explain. It means that if you are doing something, you recognize your ability to be productive. Even though you lost something, you know, it's, it's bad. It's, 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 it's a lot of loss. But you are, your ability to say, hey, look, you're moving forward. You're doing things. You're still being productive. You're doing stuff. It means that for that, your productivity, someone somewhere that was unproductive and has lost what he had, you will be giving that automatically. That's how life works. You can call it whatever, nature. I'm going to explain it's in science, chemistry, physics, called law of thermodynamics. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed to other things. So assume that, you know, you lost some sort of energy. It's just transformed. You didn't lose any energy. The energy remains in the system. Is this law of thermodynamics really applicable in real life? Yes, it happens in finance. It happens in money. What happens when we're having, um, 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 when we're having economic meltdown? when we're having um, distress in the economy, it's, there's a particular word is being called. It's not here. I'm trying to recall um, when you're having this, this, um, this state where there's so much, um, people call it there's less money in circulation, but that's not, yeah, it could be, that could be a definition. But really what happens is that in the financial market, whenever there's, there's, there's distress in the market, you know, when there's maybe, um, there's a lot of, um, um, there's a lot of um, lack. A lot of people don't have lots of. What just happens is that the idea is that money never leaves the system. Money is always in the system. So what just happens is that maybe some fewer group of people now have access to more. So if they have access to more, that means automatically this other group of people will be lacking. So it's simple. The first 10 billionaires in the world, 15 billionaires, if they decide to give away their money, of course, other people will get more and they will get less. I don't know if you understand. So for them to get more automatically, it means money is coming from somewhere. They don't, nobody creates money really like, or nobody destroys money. So what I'm saying is that that thermodynamic law is very, it works in the financial market. Money doesn't go anywhere. So if we say, ah, we're having problem in our country, maybe you're in India, you're in, you're in Nigeria, you are you know, in the U.S. and you say, look, there's lots of suffering, you know, there was more money in circulation, I had more cash last year pre-COVID, but now it's like, I don't know what's happening. It's like, where's the money? Like, why we're in so much distress now? Money didn't go anywhere. Money wasn't destroyed. Money has just gone some other quarter. And maybe it's not returning back to you. Some form, there's no way it's connected back to you. So automatically you think money has, you've lost money or money has gone somewhere, money has vanished. Like, look, they should print more money. No, but there's still money. But probably it's with some other group of people, whether they hoard it, whether some, you know, by value, they just keep it any form. But that's the idea. Law of thermodynamics applies in many other places. So what happens is that when you lose something, someone else gets. So this is good for some people. If you're going to stay productive, you're going to keep working, you're going to keep putting yourself out there to be your best. Here is what you must know. You must know that you will always get more to him that has shall be given so for every time you keep working on what you have and you're you you're saying look i'm gonna do what i have to do this is something i have i'm gonna invest in it automatically you just get something from somewhere you just get something from somewhere added to what you have it's a law it's a principle it works it's like law of gravity so you can put yourself to actually try it out and this is a note of caution. When you also go before people, 
to always act like we're established it's very essential to actually um to actually be grateful to express your gratitude for things that have already been done because that's that that creates some sort of um, um a conducive environment for you to receive more and it's the same thing in prayers for christians that when you go to pray you don't pray from the perspective that what you are asking for is, is your balance. So you are crying, you're rolling on the ground. You're like, my life is over. If I don't get this, it's the same thing. You may get that answer, but you what, 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 what happens is that you sacrifice at every point where you think that what you don't have is some sort of creates your balance, creates your equilibrium. That's what actually creates some meaning for you. What you have not gotten or what you lost or what you are expecting what you don't have when you when you when you approach it from that perspective then always 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 100 percent guarantee you will never see any other thing outside what you are lacking or outside what you are expecting and as a result you get to lose even that which you have because you always have something even when you have lost or you don't have <laughs> that's interesting love use and disuse remember that what you don't use, you lose. Biology supports that. Every other science supports that. So keep at it. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. What you lose goes to another person. So if you're going to stay productive, and that's also something. If you think you lost a business deal or a business contract, but you decide to let it go, and then to keep working on your life, keep smiling, keep being happy, keep interacting with people, keep working, you get something else for that. Maybe something bigger than even what you lost. Maybe something similar, something less, whatever. But you get an addition. And hey, here's the good news. For even working on that which you just received and working on that which you already have, you get another. You get another. You get another. You get another. Here is a very simple example I'm going to give you. Because of how life happens and you go around the world, people are complaining. People are always trying to... You know, it have been an entitlement mindset or people have been in a scarcity mindset. Look, I don't know what to do. I'm a graduate. I don't have work. I, I mean, I don't know. When you're always in that state of loss, like you are just troubled, you are just bothered, you are, everything is chaotic around you. You get to keep losing what you have because you're not going to work on what you have. So over time, you keep losing, keep losing, keep losing, keep losing. And because of people are losing, because of their complaining, they are saying their life is over because of certain things. It means that there is a massive flow of things from people that are not ready to work on what they have. They are ready to stay on what they lost or what they are expecting. There is a massive flow from people. And then, of course, it has to go somewhere. It can't just hang around. Those things can't just hang around. It has to flow into other people that are productive. So, hey, here's the good news. If you are productive here, you're going to get more. So keep doing what you're doing. Stay productive. Stay healthy. Don't brood over things. Life is not about things. It's not about things. It's not about acquisition. It's about the paths, about the journey. It's about your relationship. For me, most importantly as well, to add to all of this, is that divine connection, that interaction outside all these things. And it's that your inner human spirit to relate above all these things. And connect to divinity, connect with God. So um, I leave you with that valid examples. Um, so the obstacles, obstacles will always come, but when you approach it from that angle, then 
of course obstacles doesn't really come anymore like to you when obstacles are coming challenges to you you just smile and say whoa i lost that deal it's fine okay i know what i got wrong i made a mistake yeah i made a mistake or maybe i didn't even make a mistake i got everything right i'm gonna move on i'm gonna move to the next thing the next day this is no way gonna determine how i'm gonna relate with anybody gonna determine the chart of my life look i'm moving i'm moving <laughs> so i'm going i'm going i hope you really understand this concept and of course if you have something to say you could always leave me a comment send me an email and all right get to it so be phenomenal as always see you around Thank you.